ordinary business stopped. Everyone went inactive. They were confined to their own houses because of the fear and the terror that plagued them. Does that sound familiar? Sounds familiar to me, doesn't it? It was just such a palpable darkness physically that the darkness spread to their minds and they were frozen with fear and dismay and horror. Some have described this darkness as a damp fog that settled over Egypt, so much so that they couldn't even light a torch. A fire didn't help. Or at least the darkness was so intense that the candle or the fire did not provide much light at all. It was a thick darkness. And due to this darkness, they were afraid to leave their houses. They were afraid to go beyond the dim glow of a torch to do their normal business. All meetings were shut down. Everybody was confined to their home. Fear and terror came on them as the prolonged darkness lasted and lasted, and they wouldn't even leave their houses. Does it sound familiar? I want to talk to us this morning about light in the darkness. Now, several years ago, me and Aranda, we went to Luray Caverns in Luray, Virginia. It's a beautiful caverns, and at one point in the tour, you come into this great cathedral area of the cavern, and they cut off the lights. I can't remember how far down you are, but I remember standing there, putting my hand in front of my face, and I could not see my hand at all. It was a darkness that was so intense, it felt like you could feel it. I can't really remember how long it lasted, but I know, I remember people started getting pretty antsy. They started shifting the weight, and, and I think one person hollered out, hey, I don't like this. So it was less than a minute that it happened, I believe. But I can't imagine three whole days of this darkness. Your mind would probably start playing tricks on you after three days. But I like what the Bible says at the end of verse 23. All the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Now most of the children of Israel lived in the land of Goshen. And apparently the darkness did not extend over to the land of Goshen. But however, some of the Israelites were dispersed throughout the land of Egypt. And the Bible says they all had lights in their houses. Now we don't know exactly how that happened. It was obviously miraculous. But all the children of Israel had light in the darkness. Clearly God was showing the Egyptians here that the darkness was by God. It was of His power. And by His miraculous workings, He gave light and hope to the Israelites. They had hope of deliverance. Currently, they were in bondage. They were still in Egypt. They lived in Egypt, but they had light in their houses. They had hope for the future. Hope in the darkness, light in the darkness. You see, Exodus 8 and 23 says, And I will put a division between my people and thy people. This is Moses talking to Pharaoh directly from the mouth of God. Sure, they were still in Egypt, but their cry of help and deliverance was heard by their God, and God was coming to their rescue. They had light and hope in the darkness. In the midst of their fear and their panic, there was hope. They had hope of a brighter future, hope of a better day, hope of life beyond oppression and bondage. They had light in the darkness. That's what I'm talking to you about this morning, light in the darkness. Now, it has been dark times. Me and Aranda really did almost run out of toilet paper. It's been dark times. In all seriousness, we are living in strange, vexing Dark, perplexing times. I've never seen anything like that. 
Most of you are probably semi-quarantined in your own homes right now. And there is a sense of foreboding that is all around us on the internet and social media and especially the news. The bondage, the oppression, and the darkness of sin seems to be growing and growing and growing. So I believe Satan is waging a war of darkness trying to infiltrate every aspect of our lives. Seems like even the innocence of childhood seems to be under attack. Being plagued with darkness, oppression, and depression, anxiety, and fear, even in our children. Fear is certainly prevailing. Just look at the stock market. The world around us is dark. But I am here to tell you this morning, there is light in the darkness. There is hope in the blackness. In John 8 and 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but he shall have the light of life. Jesus is the light of the darkness. If you are following Jesus, then there is hope in the darkness because you have the light of life living in you. As Christians, the day star, Jesus Christ, has shined upon us. Even in the darkness with the quarantine and the closed in of our houses, sometimes it feels almost claustrophobic in the house. But I'm telling you, Jesus Christ gives us light. He gives us hope. Not just hope for eternity, that's true, but hope for the darkness that we are in right now. Now, I'm not going to be charismatic and say that just because you have Jesus doesn't mean you're going to get coronavirus. But I am here to tell you that no matter what your situation is, God is in control. And Jesus is your hope. Jesus is your light. You see, Jesus bore our infirmities and our sicknesses on the cross, so we do not have to live in fear. The Apostle Paul said, if I live, I live for Christ, and if I die, it is just gain. So through Jesus, even death has no sting, because Jesus took our sins away. He took the sting of death away. Grave has no victory, because Jesus fulfilled the law. He took the sting of death. You see, Jesus is the giver and the sustainer of life, and he holds us in his right hand. So we don't have to fear the darkness. Now don't get me wrong. Jesus gave us brains for a reason. He gave us wisdom for a reason, so we should do our part. And that's why there's only a few of us here, and most of you are at home watching this. But just because we talk with a twang doesn't mean that we have to be unlearned. And just because we ain't wealthy don't mean we have to practice poor judgment. Amen? So you're at home and we're here. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus bore it all. He bore our sins and shames on the cross. So we do not have to live in darkness. And we do not have to fear the darkness. All of the children of Israel had light in their homes. There was darkness all around. But there was light in their homes. Now they were still in Egypt. They were living in darkness, but there was light in their homes. We live in a world of darkness. There is evil all around us, but Jesus is the light of life. Exodus chapter 13 and verse 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. To give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. So from the very beginning of their exodus from Egypt, there was a pillar of fire that gave them light 
by night. The pillar of fire is a manifestation of the divine presence of God. God's presence did not leave them even when they complained. God's presence did not leave them even when they got discouraged. God's presence did not leave them even when they did not have enough faith to go into the promised land. Through 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, God did not take his nightlight away. We read about it in Numbers. We read about it in in Deuteronomy. So sure, there are going to be times when our faith is weak. There's going to be times, maybe right now, that you're feeling lonely or isolated But I'm telling you, as a Christian, you are not alone. The light of Jesus Christ dispels fear. Right now, let the divine Shekinah glory of God come in your house. By the authority of the word of God, let the divine presence of God come in your house and lighten your life. You see, we are are his children. We are sheep. Of his pasture. Not only did the the pillar of cloud. And the pillar of fire. Not only was that a practical way. For for God to lead the Israelites through the wilderness. But it provided a comfort. And a reminder. Of God's protective presence. If you remember. The pillar. Is what blocked. The advancing Egyptian army. Until God opened a way of escape. The cloud was darkness to the Egyptians, but it was light to the children of Israel. So the enemy could not advance all throughout that night. Notice the wording there. If you go to the scriptures, throughout the night, there was darkness. They had to wait all night long before they crossed. But God was their light. So even if you are home, I want you to know, That if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, he promised he would never leave you nor forsake you. Even his divine presence can lighten up your house right now. There is darkness all around, but Jesus is the light in the darkness. Now why did the children of Israel have to? It was certainly a miracle. The parting of the Red Sea was a miracle. Have you ever wondered why in the world did God wait till the next morning to let him cross? It was a miracle. He could have dried it up with the wind of his breath in an instant. But instead, they had to wait all night. They had to wait the long night. And I can just imagine between them and the Egyptians, there was a dark cloud. It lit their camp in darkness on the Egyptians. But you could still imagine that they could hear the clanging and the banking of the chariots. They could hear some Egyptian soldier sharpening his sword. And it lasted throughout the night. But I want to tell you in the middle of the night. I don't know how long the night's going to last. But I can tell you in the middle of the night. If you are a believer. That there will be light in the darkness. What a miracle it was. But they had to wait until the morning to cross. They had long nights. And there was darkness But the divine presence of God was with them throughout the night. Throughout the darkness, God was their light. Now, times might be dark in your life. Fear might be gripping your heart. But I'm here to tell you this morning that Jesus can lighten your life. There may be tough times ahead. I don't know what wilderness there might be in our future. But I am here to tell you 
Jesus is the light. We can trust Him and we will make it through the darkness. Now, if you don't know Jesus this morning, I trust everybody in this congregation this morning knows Jesus. But if you're listening and you don't know Jesus, I want you to know that you can have light in your darkness. If you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior, I want you to know that He can come to you and give you light of life in your darkness. Maybe darkness or depression is surrounding you in your time of isolation. Maybe fear is gripping your heart or just the weight of sin is dragging you into darker and darker times. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus can be your light. Jesus can be your hope. He wants to be your hope. He wants to be your light. You see, He died so that you could have the light of life. Jesus said in John 12 and 46, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me shall not abide in darkness. You do not have to live in darkness. The power and curse of sin can be broken. You do not have to live in depression. You do not have to live with anger and revenge and regret. The light of Jesus Christ is available to you right now. Fear does not have to consume our lives. Let Jesus be your light. The story is told that the giant caverns north of Yellowstone National Park was discovered when this man, he was walking across the top of the mountain and he fell through and he fell several hundred feet down into a cave. And he was stuck there for over a week with no food, no water, in almost total darkness. Finally, after a week, someone heard him calling that because every day, he, at certain times, he would try to figure out and call the same time every day. And finally somebody heard him and they came and rescued him. And that's how the giant caverns north of Yellowstone National Park were discovered. And when they asked the guy how he was able to hold on day after day in the darkness without giving up hope, here's what he said. There was one little pinhole ray of light at the top that was coming through and I just kept focused on that ray of light. Our world is engrossed in darkness. Lives are being ruined by sin. And evil. What gets into somebody to purposely go in Walmart with coronavirus and try to spread it around? I don't know. But I'm here to remind us that all hope is not lost. The light of the world is Jesus Christ. And he is still offering that light to those in darkness. Apart from Jesus, we do live in darkness. You see, Isaiah prophesied that Jesus would be a great light. And Isaiah said that it would shine on those that walked in darkness. And he goes on further and says that Jesus would be the one, the great light that would shine on those that dwell in the land of the shadow of death. Now, I, su I suppose most places in the world right now you could classify that way. They're a land in the shadow of death. But I want you to know this morning, no matter where you live, no matter who you are or are not quarantined with, the light of Jesus Christ can shine on your life even in the darkness. If y'all will come and sing. Jesus is the light in the darkness and he can be your day star right now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Lord's Day morning. The last Sunday of this month, we have gathered in your presence. 
God, we ask for the Shekinah glory to settle on some weary, fearful heart. Let that pillar of fire come down in somebody's living room right now with your presence and lighten a discouraged heart. Dispel the fear, oh God. Strengthen us because there's a lot of wilderness ahead. Guide us through the darkness. Brighten our hope of life eternal. Recharge our determination to be ready at your second coming. We know that you're coming soon. The exit from Egypt is coming soon. We're going to be snatched out of this world. Make us ready. And oh God, if there is some soul that is living in darkness, that is living in sin, I ask you to take your marvelous light and shine upon them even right now. By your spirit, let some darkness be dispelled. Let despair be obliterated by the power of your light. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, Brother James, for that marvelous word that come directly from the throne of heaven to giving hope and encouragement to people that are in despair out there today in America. I had a call from yesterday evening from one of our precious ladies, and uh, her sister-in-law called her. It's a city about three hours from here. Yesterday, in that city, there were nine suicides. Of those nine, seven of them, seven of them left notes saying that they could no longer support their family and they were committing suicide. My Lord, do not believe the lie of the devil. There is hope for us, and it's through Jesus Christ. The devil has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus has come and offered us the light of life. And accept that. The Brother James did a marvelous job to point you to Jesus Christ. Accept him right now. Just wherever you are, get down on your knees and confess Jesus Christ as they begin to sing. bit of equipment failure, but we'll get it. I'm glad we have hope in Jesus, aren't y'all? Hallelujah. I have hope. A that's better. I have hope. I have hope. sunshine's brighter in that land. Walking by faith, I'll reach my goal. Over the hills, see the lights of home. The races are run, the crowd is alive, but I have hope. Well, walking in the gospel light that shines, careful as I go one step at a time, clinging to a prayer and holding to a hand that I can see. Listen for the master's voice to say, come a little higher to the land of day. Standing on his promises gives me confidence, I have hope. Well, I have hope. There's a land that's better. Well, sold in That sun shines brighter in that land. Walking by faith, I'll reach my goal. Over the hills, see the lights of home. 